Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Astrology with Alice. I'm your host, Alice Bell, and today is like our fun Thursday episode. I'm kind of winging this episode. I knew I wanted to do an episode on like how to use astrology when dating to coincide with the launch, uh, the U.S. launch of my book, which is January 23rd, and we'll get into that. But I just feel like there's a lot of misconceptions surrounding dating and astrology. And I feel like it's the reason why a lot of straight men out there hate the topic of astrology because they're so used to going on dates and having the other person like ask about their sign or tell them they can't continue seeing them because they are a certain sign and they've had problems with that sign in the past. That is not how I use astrology with relationships. I don't condone that. Just wanted to get that out there and we'll be We'll be understanding in this episode how you can use astrology when dating where it's not something where you're fixating on if someone is compatible with you or if it's going to work with someone. Because to be completely honest, the second you start needing to ask a psychic or an astrologer if the relationship is going to work and if you're compatible with this person, I find that that's just not the relationship for you. Like, that's not going to go anywhere. Based on my own personal history, like, I can't tell you how many times I would go to a psychic and ask about if it was going to work out with a guy, and they would tell me yes, and I would keep up all this hope about if, like, thinking that the relationship would eventually work out, and it just was not the person for me. So when I first started dating my fiancé, I didn't read too heavily into our astrology, I'll get into kind of like how I used it when we first started dating. But I think by the time I met him, I was in such a mindset shift of like, this is my decision. I'm not going to put up with the same patterns in dating that I've been putting up with until now. Like I have the power and taking that power back and knowing really what I did and did not want in a partner. That was where I came. That was kind of my mindset when I started dating him rather than oh my God, are our are, are charts compatible and will it work out based on that? So let's get into some helpful tips on how to best use astrology in a helpful, healthy way when dating. First one I have is you need to understand that there's no such thing as being compatible or not compatible with someone. Astrology is not able to show that. I cannot look at two people's charts and determine ultimately if that relationship will work out. That's where there's free will. It's like, that's for you to decide. Are you willing to put an effort? Is this person worth your time and energy? Or are they not? It has nothing to do with like how well your charts line up. And that's like taking like entire charts into consideration. Like a lot of times it's like, are you wondering if your sun sign is compatible with someone else? That's only a sliver of like the whole complexity that is synastry. Um, So really, you can't tell anything by like, is this sign compatible with this one? But if you are looking at the whole chart, you have your birth, the birth time of the other person, you have your birth time, you're comparing those two charts. You're really able to understand where certain challenges may come up in the relationship, such as like, okay, do we have communication issues? Or is there like a lack of trust in this relationship? Or where things might flow a lot more easily. So like, is this someone like I can who has like a similar sense of humor to me? Do we love to travel together? Um, 
Like, do we have kind of similar backgrounds? All of that is what astrology is able to show, but it cannot show, yes, it will work or no, it will not work. What's really more important, in my opinion, than looking at like how many synastry matchups you have with someone, because believe me, I in the past, I would look at our charts like for days on end, me with some random guy and the chart would look so compatible. I'd be like, oh my God, he's a Virgo rising. My moon and Venus and Pisces fall in his seventh house on his descendant. We're meant to be together. When in reality, this person wasn't texting me back, did not care about me. His own life was a mess. Like just because we had those sinistry aspects did not mean that the relationship was all of a sudden going to work. Um, So that's important to keep in mind. But really what I prioritize is the timing to people's charts, like the timing to your chart and the timing to the other person's chart. And are there transits that back up? Like, is there potential for this person to get into a relationship in the next few months or the next year? So um, how I got introduced to my now fiance is an Instagram follower slid into my DMs, asked if I wanted to get set up on a date with her best guy friend. She thought we would randomly be compatible. I had never messaged this person before. And she gave me his birth time. So of course I immediately pulled it up. And at that time in 2021, the nodes were in Sagittarius and Gemini. Um, And looking at his birth chart, he was a Sagittarius rising. So the South Node was transiting through his first house and the North Node was transiting through his seventh house. And he also had Venus in Gemini. So we had the North Node Venus conjunction as well going on. So just from looking at that, I was like, okay, this is showing me that getting into a relationship or having relationship experiences is likely to come up for him this year. And that's probably something that he's feeling more prepared for it's or it's on his mind already. And likewise, I had a lot of seventh seventh house transits going on as well. And I was feeling that same way as a Leo rising back in 2021, I had Saturn and Jupiter transiting my seventh house. So you don't have to have the same exact chart set up as someone, but kind of similar transits have to be taking place at the same time. While we're on the topic of timing, another great technique is looking at transits to your composite chart with someone. So a couple, the composite chart, um, it can be found on astro.com. If you're just at that data entry page, um, figuring out what type of chart to put in, but it's called composite chart and it takes the two charts and it creates a new chart that is based on the midpoints of the couple's chart. So like, let's say one couple, one person in the couple is a Leo rising. One person in the couple is a Libra rising. The sign in between those is Virgo. So as a couple, they would have a Virgo rising composite chart. So like, yes, that composite chart is important to read on its own. It kind of gives you a feeling of where do the emotions lie on the most within that partnership But then you can also overlay transits to the composite chart and see when the relationship gets activated the most. And this can even be done for something as simple as like running into a friend you haven't seen in a while on the street. And like, if you know your birth time or if you know their birth time, I'm making a composite chart just for that friend. And maybe it was like the moon was on 
the transit moon was in the same sign as the composite ascendant that day. And that's why you happen to run into that person. It's so fascinating. But yet when you do it with a couple, it can be interesting because it shows like when the first and the seventh houses are activated specifically out of the composite chart, I find that that's the time when um, the relationship is really being strengthened or something very significant is taking place within the relationship. So for example, me and my fiance, we have a Libra rising composite chart and he asked me to be his girlfriend right after a full moon took place in Libra in the spring of 2021. So Libra rising, our seventh house is Aries. We got engaged when Jupiter was transiting through Aries, which is the seventh house of that composite chart. And now we're getting married while the Libra and Aries eclipses are taking place across the first and seventh houses of the composite chart. It's actually like, you can't make this stuff up. It's just wild how the progression of a relationship, you can track it by these first and seventh house transits to the composite. Okay, also another area I wanted to look at when it comes to using astrology in a healthier way for dating is just to understand yourself more. And I find that when you shift your attention back to like recognizing what your dating patterns are, what type of partner you might be looking for, it's a lot more empowering than wondering if you're compatible with someone. And that's really what my whole book is about. Really identifying through like through learning how to read your birth chart and identifying where planets like the moon, Venus, or Mars are, as well as like what what's your what's in your seventh house? Where's the seventh house ruler? What's in the fifth house, the eighth house? Those more detailed parts of the chart will tell you a lot about how you approach dating and help you to understand that you have like you have a very unique approach and what works for other people doesn't necessarily work for you. And also understanding all of these different dynamics of your birth chart helps you to understand like that there's nothing wrong with you. If you're the friend that's always single and always having to be the third wheel, or maybe you're always drawn to long distance relationships um, or people that just like don't live where you are, or maybe you kind of struggle with needing to be in control in relationships and you get easily jealous Or maybe you're the type of person that starts planning their wedding on the first date. Like that was definitely me when I was single. But yeah, your birth chart's able to show all of that. So I would start there instead of worrying about if you're compatible with someone. And really what you want to look at is the sign and house placement of your moon, your Venus, your Mars, as well as what sign rules the seventh house what planet rules the seventh house? Where is that placed in your chart? As well as any planets placed in the seventh. Then also you can do that same exercise for the fifth and the eighth houses. And I go into how to understand how to do all of this um, on your own in my book, which is called Trust Your Timing. And it's out wherever you buy books in America on January 23rd. Sorry for the shameless self-promotion here, but I'm just really excited. Like, I'm really proud of myself for writing this book. And when I was writing it, I thought of, like, what type of book would I have loved to have when I was 25 years old, first getting started with astrology, and 
worrying about these random guys that I was dating. Like, understanding my love life through the lens of astrology and, like, recognizing, oh, my God, I have Saturn in the seventh house. That makes so much sense in my personality. Or I have the moon and Venus in the eighth house. That also makes so much sense. That really opened my eyes and made me a lot more self-aware when it came to my love life. And I feel like it just totally shifted, like, how I thought about myself and how I approached dating, and relationships in general. So that's what I wanted to do with this book. The first section is really on helping you to understand how to read your birth chart. So like, what are the signs? What are the houses? What are aspects? Actually, aspects comes a bit later. But yeah, what are signs, planets, and houses and how to blend all of those together? And then I get into Moon, Venus, and Mars separately. Then I get into aspects Then I get into the seventh, fifth, and eighth houses in the descendant line. Then I kind of show you how to compare your chart to someone else's and what to prioritize when looking at a synastry chart. But reminder again, it ultimately cannot tell you if the relationship won't or will or won't work. And then finally, I end the book with a chapter on relationship timing. So how to recognize these periods I talked about, like for instance, when me and my partner first got together, how to do that to your own chart and understand what transits do I need to be looking at the most? How can I note when there might be certain months or years when relationship will be a bigger focus? So the final section of the book really introduces you to transits and helps you to understand that. But yeah, I think that's all I had to say on this topic for now. Thank you again for listening. Thank you for anyone who's bought my book um, in the past when it was released in the UK. And thank you for anyone who buys it in the future. Like your support means everything to me and it's the reason I have a business. All the details for my book, Trust Your Timing, are in the show notes here. And I hope you have a good rest of your week and I'll see you back here on Monday for our regular weekly forecast. Bye.